0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And it is time for Popit Popit Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. Now... Today, an interesting one, Uh, has been quite widely reported actually, before the Q&A session began, the Speaker, Dansri Johari Abdul, said that he noticed that some MPs hadn't actually been paying attention during the session because they were too focused on personal live streams on their phones. Uh, He pointed out that this went against the rules of the day one, where MPs are required to look at the speaker during the session, and therefore from now on, MPs will no longer be allowed to conduct their own live streams.
1: Selain itu, sejak kelembagaan ini telah meningkatnya tren alih-alih yang berhormat memasang peranti untuk telefon seperti telefon bimbit di meja untuk buat live streaming di media sosial semasa ucapan berhormat ketiga sesi persidangan Dewan Rakyat berlangsung. Untuk makluman, Peraturan Mesyuarat 351 menghendaki alih-alih yang berhormat untuk mengarahkan sebarang ucapan kepada pengurusi Tindakan beberapa ahli yang berhormat berucap dengan tidak mengarahkan ucapan tersebut kepada pengusi dan memandang peranti yang dipasang jelas tidak mematuhi peraturan mesyuarat tersebut. Untuk memastikan berhormat mematuhi peraturan mesyuarat 351, saya dengan ini menetapkan bahawa ahli yang berhormat tidak lagi dibenarkan untuk memasang sebarang peranti bagi membuat live streaming dalam Dewan Rakyat.
2: Peluran MP Datuk Sri Dr. Ronald Kiandi argued against this, insisting that parliament needed to move toward a more sophisticated way of airing the session.
3: Alasan yang digunakan oleh Speaker adalah kerana ahli yang bercakap itu tidak memandang kepada Speaker. Saya rasa itu alasan yang disimplified semata-mata untuk menghalang ahli parlimen dari menggunakan perhenti-perhenti. Saya rasa ini tidak munasabah yang umat kalau digunakan peraturan 351 sebagai alasan. Kita berada dalam zaman, era, media yang sophisticated. Saya rasa parlimen ini harus bergerak ke arah itu dan bukan bergerak ke belakang. Jadi penggunaan peranti saya rasa patut digelakkan oleh speaker dan tidak menjadikan perkara 351. Memandang speaker sebagai alasan right. Untuk menghalang ahli parlimen Dia menggunakan peranti Saya harap per- 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 keputusan speaker ini Boleh dirujuk semula Untuk memberi uh, uh, Mengangkat martabat parlimen Dalam penggunaan Alat peralatan yang lebih sophisticated Daripada right. yang terima- ada terima kasih, Sebagai Yaman. contoh yang berhormat Di dalam peraturan masyarakat ini Ada peraturan masyarakat mengatakan Tidak boleh membaca surat abar Dalam Dewan Itu merupakan dulu Kerana orang membaca surat tabar dalam dewan, tetapi sekarang ini pertunangan surat itu redundant. Kerana nobody will read newspaper. Everybody akan melihat, berhenti, berhenti. Jadi kita harus bergerak itu yang Mohamad Speaker.
0: That was Beluran MP Datuk Sri Dr Ronald Kandi. Uh, so the Speaker just insisted that if the MPs need parliamentary content they can use the live stream on youtube or other platforms that are streaming the session he also said if the mp is not satisfied he should send in a formal complaint so that the rules can be amended
1: Apa-apa juga yang kita tidak puas hati, kita ada Baik, isu yang kedua ialah Saya tahu live streaming ini Benda yang bagus Modern teknologi, IT Tetapi kita juga ada dua Kita telah memulakan RTM live Dan juga kita ada YouTube live Cukup Kalau yang berhormat nak gunakan sebagai apa-apa juga tujuan Pick up from there Then you can modify it. Because, ni yang berhormat The moment you speak to your audience Your concentration is no more in the day one Saya parti, saya duduk atas, saya nampak Dia akan adjust tengah jam Dia akan adjust itu The moment they speak Dia akan cakap tu. Jadi dia tidak Berterus berbincang Masalah rakyat Dalam Dewan Tapi dia communicate Dengan audiens dia This is bad This is very bad Sebab itu saya minta Bila datang sini Yang berhormat dan Harus menyelesaikan masalah Dengan meletakkan keutamaan untuk
2: rakyat That was Dewan Dewan Rakyat speaker Tan Sri Johari Abdul Later on during the debate session This issue was brought up Again, by RL MP Datuk Sri Dr. Shahidan Kasim, as well as Moa MP, said Sadiq, both urging the speaker to reconsider the ban. Now, who would have thought The Last Frontier... Devices infiltrating everywhere, disrupting things everywhere. So I think this is really interesting because the tone of
0: it is very much that of a parent or a teacher, right? Essentially saying, hey, I can see when you're not looking at me, you know, don't think that I cannot see. That's exactly the vibe. I can see that you're not paying attention. I can see that the minute um, that in trying to do this other thing that you're no longer present. And this is um, the cry of anyone who has ever been ignored for a phone or noticed that, you know, essentially the person you're speaking to isn't actually there. But I think the counter-argument for the different ways in which MPs, or maybe not MPs, but the different ways in which parliament should be made accessible to folks, whether live streams are just part and parcel of how people mm, think about things or access things, I think that's kind of interesting. I am relatively old school, so I'm inclined to say that I agree with the no live stream approach, but I can see the I can see the merits on the argument on the other end of things.
2: Actually, I I'm kind of torn, right? Because I don't in principle, have a problem with MPs wanting to live stream themselves or, or their experience in Parliament. But that said, given that the whole thing is live streamed anyway, I'm actually wondering what is served other than perhaps a little bit of short sendiri. And I'm wondering whether that's really necessary. And, and if the point is maybe to live stream what they're doing in Parliament, again, that's on the official live stream. I am thinking, um, Shamila, have you ever watched a Twitch live stream? Occasionally, yes, not my thing, but I've seen it on YouTube and stuff like so that.
0: So that's how it feels to me. That if a bit, yeah, yeah, because um, for for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, Twitch is essentially a platform um, where for gamers to live stream game, uh, live stream themselves playing the game, and so um, it's not really it's more for reaction shots it's more like you're watching somebody watching something or watching somebody participating in something and so if you think about how an MP would be live streaming themselves right, and how that differs from a camera that's not in their control mm. I think then you get some sense of what it is that they think their followers might be after but anyway let us know would you tune in to an MP's personal live stream during parliament uh, what could be done to make parliament more accessible and dare I say it fun for people that number to call is 7773-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. In the meantime, if we move on to the QA, Sungai Besar MP Datuk Muslimin Yahaya wanted to know the number of TVET graduates from 2018 to 2023, so over the last five years, and how many of them had gotten employment after graduation. This has been quite a popular topic in
2: Parliament recently. It was brought up numerous times last week as well. So, Minister of Higher Education, that's Sri Mohammad Khalid Nordin, shared some numbers, specifically of graduates from three places public unis, polytechnics, and community colleges. And the rates of students who are currently employed was actually high across all three institutions, ranging in the 90th percentile. So, the ministry broke this number down into several categories,
0: including people who are working in the fields they studied in, people who had chosen to pursue higher education, uh, those who are involved in upskilling programs, and also to those who are actually waiting to hear back from potential jobs. Here's a little bit of the minister breaking down the numbers of those who or for those who studied TVET in public universities.
4: Depada jumlah ini, 69.4% graduan telah bekerja dan dari jumlah responden yang telah bekerja ini, sebanyak 60.9% bekerja dalam bidang yang berkaitan dengan pengajian di Universiti Awam ataupun Mton, Manakala Baki 14.9% adalah graduan yang sedang melanjutkan pengajian, 3.1% lagi sedang mengikuti kursus atau latihan meningkatkan kemahiran dan 4.3% lagi sedang menunggu penempatan pekerjaan.
2: He went on to share the data for polytechnic universities and community colleges as well. And from those numbers, 50 to 60% of graduates had successfully gotten jobs in the field they studied for. So the Sungai Bursa MP then asked what was being done to
0: ensure that these graduates are actually being paid well and that they were being prioritised for
2: relevant positions, very important, in their industries. The minister explained that the government had targeted a specific percentage of graduates to receive what they're calling a premium wage and this is set at 4000 ringgit or above he then got into how many how much graduates are earning in more detail
4: apa yang kita sedang berikan perhatian sekarang bukan saja kepada soal keboleh pasaran graduan tapi pada kali ini kita juga melihat kepada soal gaji yang diterima oleh uh, graduan-graduan uh, Tibet Yang dilahirkan oleh pihak KPT. Jadi dalam soal ini kita telah menetapkan dan memastikan supaya dilakukan sasaran pratosan graduan yang menerima gaji seboleh-bolehnya mendapat gaji premium. Dan kita definisikan gaji premium ini iaitu 4000 ke atas sebulan. Jadi untuk makluman Alian Berhormat. Bagi graduan lepasan M-TUN, mereka yang sudah menerima gaji premium adalah dalam lingkungan 10%. Dan bagaimanapun graduan lepasan Universiti Awam dengan gaji RM2,500 ke atas adalah seramai 38%. Maksudnya mereka yang mempunyai ijazah. Bagi graduan lepasan Politeknik, mereka yang sudah menerima gaji premium walaupun diploma kosong pukulan sembilan percent
0: That was Higher Education Minister Datuk Sri Muhammad Khalid Nordin. He went on to explain that in order to help graduates get higher wages, they're reforming polytechnics, uh, initiating collaboration with industries, bringing on new programs that are in line with the country's developments. Uh, What do you think? of these particular efforts to help TVET graduates earn more in their future jobs. This, I think, is a big sticking point because that has been one of the um, more more common talking points when it comes to why people might or might not choose to go the TVET route. So let us know that number to call again, double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900, uh, send a voice note or WhatsApp
2: 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Next, the question of workplace discrimination. This came from Slyang MP William Leong, who wanted to know if a specific legislation on this was going to be introduced, especially when it comes to discrimination targeted towards those with physical or mental disabilities. The Human Resources Minister, V. Sivakumar responded that uh, amendments
0: had already been made to the Employment Act 1995 to tackle discrimination. And this took effect in January this year. But in case you missed what it covers, essentially the power to resolve a dispute Between employer and employee, are in the hands of the Director General of Human Resource.
2: And if an employer fails to comply, they would have to pay a fine not exceeding 50,000 ringgit. So, short answer is no specific law will be enacted in terms of discrimination towards people with disabilities. The minister then shared that as of September 30th this year, the ministry had received eight complaints of discrimination, all of which they'd investigated and resolved. Now we did do a show on this just last month after Architects
0: of Diversity published the results of their state of discrimination survey 2023, which found that 64% of Malaysians had experienced discrimination in the past 12 months, which of
2: course, if you look at it, right, does seem like a higher number than the complaints that the ministry had officially received. Masjitana MP Datuk Mas Ermiati Shamsuddin also seemed to think this and asked for the reason behind this low number of complaints, as well as what was being done to tackle gender discrimination at the workplace. So the Human Resource Minister said
0: that, you know, this low number of complaints might be due to a lack of awareness on the part of employers and employees and said that measures were being conducted to make sure that gender discrimination in the workplace didn't happen. And one of those things um, that's being conducted is compulsory inspections.
5: Di antara langkah-langkah yang telah diambil oleh kementerian bagi memastikan diskriminasi gender tidak berlaku adalah melalui pemeriksaan berkanun yang dilaksanakan oleh Jabatan Tenaga Kerja. Melalui pemeriksaan berkanun ini, pegawai-pegawai JTKSM akan hadir ke premis majikan bagi membuat pemeriksaan terhadap pemantauan undang-undang perburuhan termasuk berkaitan dengan diskriminasi dalam pekerjaan setakat September 2023. Yang berhormat, sebanyak 20,828 tempat pekerjaan telah diperiksa Di samping itu, JTKSM juga telah melaksanakan program pendidikan perburuhan Bagi memberi kesedaran kepada majikan mengenai pematuhan terhadap undang-undang perburuhan yang dikuatkuasakan oleh JTKSM Program pendidikan perburuhan ini dilaksanakan dalam bentuk ceramah, dialog dan seminar Setakat tahun, uh, September 2023 juga, JTKSM telah melaksanakan 157 program pendidikan perburuhan. Jadi uh, kementerian telah mengambil uh, usaha-usaha yang patut. bagaimanapun mungkin seperti mana yang disebutkan oleh uh, Yang Berhormat tadi, masih belum ada kesedaran dari kalangan pekerja dan majikan yang menyebabkan mungkin ada banyak kes-kes yang tidak dilaporkan. So saya minta kepada pihak majikan maupun pihak pekerja atau sesiapa sahaja uh, untuk memberitahu kepada pihak kementerian jika sekiranya ada apa-apa penindasan ataupun diskriminasi gender maka ia boleh juga dilaporkan melalui satu sistem aplikasi Working for Workers
2: now, later on in a press conference, the minister explained that no specific law was needed to tackle discrimination in the workplace for people with physical or mental disabilities. He said that the number of cases, based on the complaints they received, were too low in comparison to other countries that did have this specific law.
5: Kita tidak memerlukan, uh, apa-apa undang-undang yang khusus bagi uh, menangani isu uh, berkaitan dengan diskriminasi uh, berkaitan dengan mereka yang uh, mempunyai ikat upayaan fizikal uh, maupun uh, mental uh, ini adalah uh, kerana uh, daripada statistik yang sedia ada daripada Jabatan Tenaga Kerja Malaysia, Senanyi Malaysia uh, setakat ini hanya terdapat 8 kes uh, yang telah di, diadukan uh, di mana um, daripada 8 kes tersebut um, uh, 2 aduan diskri- diskriminasi berkaitan dengan bayaran tunai Dan 6 lagi aduan diskriminasi berkaitan dengan um, uh, selain bayaran tunai Jadi uh, it, itu sahaja yang ada dalam rekod uh, Jabatan Tenaga Kerja That
0: was Human Resource Minister V. Sivakumar. Let us know why do you think potentially people are hesitant to report issues of workplace discrimination and take it up uh, to the governmental level. That number to call 7773 Send a voice note or WhatsApp 18
2: 789 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Moving on, Jalabu MP Datuk Sri Jaluddin Alias wanted to know the investment outlook for next year and what's being done to make sure that these investments are distributed evenly and not just focused on the Klang Valley. Investment Trade and Industry Minister Datuk Sri Tengku Zafrul Abdul
0: Aziz shared that about 984% Proposed projects were in the works, and that involved
2: a total estimated investment value of 105 billion ringgit. The government is also looking at reducing the investment gaps between states through the new investment policy that would guarantee balanced regional development. And the minister explained that industrial clusters in each state will complement each other and bring economic spillover benefits.
6: Bagi ...baru berteraskan aspirasi pelaburan nasional ataupun the NIP and the NIA, ...turut menggariskan kepentingan keseimbangan uh, wilayah. Uh, Balah uh, Plan Induk Perindustrian Baru ataupun NIMP... ...juga turut menetapkan misi menjamin sekuriti ekonomi dan keterangkuman... ...sebagai salah satu misi di dalam NIMP. Kekuatan kluster industri di setiap negeri boleh melengkapi antara satu sama lain dan mendapat manfaat limpahan ekonomi daripada kluster sedia ada. Sebagai contoh, Kedah uh, dan Perak mendapat manfaat limpahan ekonomi dari kluster electrical dan elektronik di Bayang Lepas dan juga Batu Kawan. Uh, limpahan ekonomi ini akan dapat mewujudkan kluster industri baru dan industri sokongan seperti perkilangan berteknologi tinggi dan aktiviti penyelidikan dan pembangunan di high-tech uh, park di Kulim. Perak yang boleh menyokong kluster E&E di Pulau Pinang, contohnya lah. Terima kasih.
0: That was Investment, Trade and Industry Minister Datuk Sri Tunku Zafro Abdul Aziz and that's it for today's Parliament session. Just to recap what we covered, uh, there's been a ban on MPs doing their own personal live streams during the session. There was also discussion on how well TVET graduates are doing, particularly how many are employed in the field they studied in, as well as what the Ministry is doing about workplace discrimination and the low number of complaints they've received on this. If you'd like to weigh in that number to call, 7733 2900, send us a a voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: It is 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And on Popit Popit Parliament today, we covered a number of key issues, but I think the ones that have really captured... Uh, Headlines and imagination include the fact that the Speaker of the House has essentially told MPs, stop your personal live streaming. There is already a YouTube stream, there is already a parliamentary stream. If you need anything, take it from there. when you do this, it seems like your attention isn't necessarily focused on what you're doing here. So that's one of the main things. Uh, The other is the issue of workplace discrimination and why it is that despite the fact that we have seen um, surveys and anecdotally people reporting discrimination, that's not been reflected in the official numbers that the government's received. If you'd like to weigh in, you can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789 98899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start off with a voice note that came in from TIDJ.
7: So the ban on using personal devices for live streaming in Parliament feels very targeted, very personal to a particular MP who does it often and does it well. Uh, So yeah, it just feels very personal. And regarding workplace discrimination and why it's not reported, it's Plain and simple. People do not want to report it. Companies do not want their ex-employees to report it. They would rather pay pay off the employee uh, at the threat of a possible filing with a government agency. And the reason behind it's very simple. It's they cannot lose their company's brand equity. I mean, as an employer, they they have their brand value too, and they will not risk it. Because if this matter goes, if a matter like this goes to industrial court, even if the company wins the case, their reputation is basically dragged through mud. Because, you know, your typical Malaysian is not going to look at the facts of the case. And very often the facts of the case, uh, you know, you have good lawyers, facts of the case can be manipulated or yeah, things can be omitted through uh, in interlocutory hearings and stuff like that. So yeah, no company would take that risk. They do not need the reputational damage. Because, you know, bad reputation as employers means less people want to work for you.
0: Thank you for that. Um, So two separate issues there, right? One, the issue of the live stream, which I think we can come back to. Um, The other one being the discrimination. And it's interesting because I think what you're talking about represents the company point of view. Um, I was thinking also whether there's pressure from the employee point of view to not want to be seen as difficult and therefore also unhirable.
2: Oh, I was 100% thinking of that as well because um, I mean, I've heard in the past people saying, well, yes, because it's a small industry and word gets around um, and I don't want to have to explain to people that the reason I left my previous, uh, you know, that I, had, uh, that I filed a complaint, that I have a suit with them or whatever, right? Um, but I do think that this is actually a good example of why even if there are measures made available by the government, there are multiple layers to that prevent that from being taken advantage of, and why people may not file that report on both sides, or on both sides, or a report was filed
0: but it was internal, and yes. so there are multiple ways of looking at it. But uh, Tidj, to your other point, the ban feels targeted, and this is a reference to the ban for people to do personal live streams of you know parliamentary sessions. I think you make a valid point, um, but there, in the sense that the people who perhaps are most commonly thought of as live streaming um the the parliamentary sessions have been opposition MPs broadly speaking and and therefore i i can see where you're coming from however uh we're getting lots of messages of people who aren't exactly huge fans of the notion of live streams
2: yeah so okay let's uh, an anonymous listener says I won't vote for an MP who is so busy with their personal live streaming somehow it's smacks of not giving full attention to the sitting please don't use new digital technology as an excuse like what the speaker said there's already the official medium so distraction when the parliament is in session should be kept to a minimum if at all MPs should put the greater good for the riot as a whole rather than the justification to their supporters so uh, meanwhile we have Alta who says have we ever seen in Singapore, UK,
0: India um, even in the US, where the House representatives are busy doing lives on their social media app while in the August House. No, only here in Malaysia, where our more populist MPs are concerned on their PR rather than being representative of their constituency or the Ra- yet. So a few separate things there. But I think, OK, I just wanted to say that actually I have seen people do lives um, from Congress uh, as well as in other parliaments. So, so they
2: do do it. I have as well. Um, I was thinking that, um, to be fair, I actually haven't necessarily paid a lot of attention to the local live streaming from Parliament, maybe because we cover it officially every day anyway. But the other part of it is
0: that um, the sense that I get both from Anon and Alta is this, um, why are you seeking attention? Why do you, um, you know, why are you so desperately courting attention from your followers? Uh, Legion also says, I would be more concerned if the MP is using taxpayer money to pay for a personal live stream. There, There we're getting into the weeds because who pays for the phone? Who pays for their phone bills. (laughs) But um, I think that this, I, I wonder sometimes, well, I wonder right now, whether what we're talking about is a generational difference because you... For some people, um, everything on the internet or on social media will always be regarded as attention-seeking. And I think truly it depends on how much time, uh, how much of a social media native you are, not just of social media, but of social media lives in particular and and the the notion of live streaming, your genuine reactions and and all the rest of it. Um, Because I think that the argument, and in fact it's the argument we heard made earlier, um, the argument is, the more people are tuned into parliament, the better thing it is for democracy. So yes, I mean, part of it is that i it's it's attention on me because um, it is my social media following, it's people who are following um, my feed, who are interested in what I do. But the net effect of it could be
2: argued that it's good because more people are paying attention. Actually... The personal attention thing doesn't bother me at all because, I mean, it's a necessary dimension of what politicians They're do. They're politicians, um, yeah. They're politicians, say. right? They thrive and, and sort of a, a big part of what they do is based on eyeballs and attention. However, I think where I wonder whether this is the best idea is really back to what the speaker says, right? Are they paying attention? Are they doing their jobs or are they more invested in making sure that their live stream is going properly? And that's a difficult line to draw Because some people might be perfectly capable of, you know, sitting through parliament, participating, con- contributing meaningfully, and others might not be. How do we decide? Oddly enough, this is something
0: that uh, is going to follow through on trending today, actually. This this question of attention and when it's good and bad, um, especially if it raises awareness for other things. Mm-hmm. But keep those thoughts coming. What do you think of the ban on MPs doing personal live streams during parliamentary sessions? Um, and if you'd like to weigh in on the question of workplace discrimination and why it is that our um, official numbers of complaints remain low. What are the factors contributing to that, maybe? If you'd like to weigh in that number to call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
6: Beyond
1: Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: Live streaming in Parliament, that's been the topic of the day. And we've got more messages on this. So um, Ahmad Zakwan says, good to have MPs who do live streaming so we can know who punting and who don't.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Do they start with a pan of the room? Do they start with like little bobbleheads and like ticks next to who attended? Because I'd love to see that. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because uh, that's actually the... The point that
0: others are making, uh, for example, Daniel says, when an MP live streams, does he show the whole of parliament or just show his own face asking daring questions? Does the live stream clearly show other MPs voicing their views? How does this promote fair awareness of parliament? Focus on yourself and do your job as MP first. We taxpayers are not paying you to be an influencer. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Uh, So actually, this is what I meant when I said actually what's the purpose, right? If you're giving me some sort of ad value that I'm not getting from the live stream more than just your POV, um, I think that's cool and I think it's helpful. I, I, I'm not, not sure though that that's what's happening. So,
0: okay. I don't really want to be the defender of this because <laughs> on a on a very basic level, I actually don't think that they should be live streaming. Um, but I, I come back to the generational thing. If you grow up if you grew up um, watching live streams of people's faces and you're still getting a sense of the argument but you're also watching someone like raise their eyebrows theatrically or you know kind of react to things um, it doesn't mean that you're not engaged in Parliament
2: right It doesn't mean that. I mean, for the audience. I I get it. No, I completely think that for the audience, actually, you wouldn't watch if you weren't interested. I'm actually more concerned about whether the MPs are fully able to focus.
0: Yes, which uh, is why I still think that they shouldn't be live streaming. (laughs) Um, Just that the arguments for it are, there's something there. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.